Okay. Um, this is where I realize no one prepared an intro. Um, so we're just going to flail wildly for a few minutes. Uh, this is the podcast at Don's house because what the world needs right now is a podcast bit Babysitter's Club. I think so. Specifically, three women in their 30s drinking and discussing books that they read when they were 11. Well, I don't know who else would do a podcast like this. So. <laughs> That's yeah. true. This is a very 30-something-year-old woman topic. No, no, no. There's there's a group of scholarly white lads with beards somewhere that are discussing this um, in a much more pretentious fashion. Like, right now, I, I guarantee it. All the podcast mics got sold out on Amazon a couple of weeks ago. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Did see that. I know we're such a cliche. <laughs> we really are. It's like, what did you do with the lockdown? Well, baked. start a podcast. Baked. Yeah, exactly. I baked. I started. I started to learn to make wire wrap jewelry. So, like, I can't remember the first Babysitters Club book I read. I know it wasn't the first one. I think I just picked it up in someone else's house because I was that sort of child. I would go to someone else's house, go straight to their bookshelves, mine the bookshelves. Yep. Take a book, start reading it, ignore the person whose house I was in. That's a nice normal child. Yes. I think we were all that child. Didn't everybody do that? (laughs) Yes. Apparently not. Apparently it was rude. Um, I mean, we were all told that it was rude, but wasn't that just the kind of thing the parents tell you? Uh, Like, you know, you you can't sit under the table at the restaurant. Don't put your elbows on the table. Don't sit there ignoring your hosts and reading Aoife. (laughs) Actually, though, that does um one of the things that I was thinking about when reading this book was that uh the kids are just constantly being told to not do stuff that I don't know if my parents just didn't care or if maybe modern parents are too tired to give a shit about this kind of thing. But what like kind of thing because I I didn't really notice that my parents were a weird mix of of strict and laissez-faire, so I'm not sure if I've got a good um well so particularly the outfits which are like in some cases fairly terrible but like not let her wear skeletons to school who gives a shit you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. And like marianne's dad being like no you can't wear loafers you have to wear saddle shoes i learned what loafers and well okay i learned what loafers and saddle shoes were when i was in my 20s and had google but i heard <laughs> of loafers and saddle shoes in the babysitters club or yeah they were bizarrely restrictive like christy was being made to wear a skirt to school did you notice that? That she changed out of her skirt? They didn't have uniforms. She was like made, like, no way was she wearing a skirt of her own bath. Also, the whole first chapter where, like, she has to write an essay on decorum because she cheered when the bell rang. Like, the teacher is not cut out for the teaching profession, if he's that delicate. Or they had much higher expectations of behaviour. I do remember, um, like, going for a, a day tour of the secondary school that my whole primary school was going to and being like, oh my god it's anarchy i'm terrified they're feral beasts and then just being like the (laughs) following year when i actually got to secondary school i was like oh this is this is apparently the vibe now um so but maybe middle school is different or maybe middle school in the 80s um is is different what what it might have been was somebody in the 80s who hadn't been in school since the 60s yes writing about it because i know up until the 70s it was pretty common that girls had to wear skirts in school in the states Mm -hmm. because i've read blogs it's like a Um, dress code our school had a dress code but it was basically to ensure that people actually just wore clothes you know (laughs) well i don't know there were some weird things like you got in trouble for wearing patterned leggings one time your school Ah. had notions my school had a navy blue uniform lads your school had strange conventions surrounding the skirt length where yes. you all had a thing going on where you would have been dragging around the place like Regency bells. Yeah. <laughs> with so like most enormous schools, skirts if you got away with it. Most schools with the ugly ass pleated skirts, you tried to wear the skirt as short as possible. You rolled up your waistband and some nun came and shouted at you and you rolled the <laughs> In my school, for some reason, I think it was to do with the, the type of pleats. They were very big pleats in the skirts. Um, the thing, the cool thing that the cool kids did was have their skirts super long and like dragging on the ground. And what we had was the vice principal going around with a ruler, making sure that everybody's uh, skirt was at least an inch above their ankle. Oh my God. We So we started briefly on the Babysitter's Club, but we got very far off We got topic. distracted, but this is fine. This is this is a casual conversational style thing. It's all right. So yeah, <laughs> what I was starting to say was, I, I don't remember which one the first one I read was, but I remember I got them all off the buy and sell 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I had I used my pocket money and there was the first 10 or 20 or something. And some girl in Limerick who was 13, I was 11, those were exalted heights, uh, was selling um, was selling off her, she'd grown out of them, her babysitter's club books. And yeah, I can't remember how much it was, but I remember my, like, yes, I would like to buy these babysitter's club books, uh, you know. Um, <laughs> and, and I can't remember. I think they probably, it was probably a check for the money and stuff. <laughs> How much did it cost? I want to say ten pounds, but I really I could be making that up. It was a it was it was it was what nineteen ninety three or four, yeah. Yeah, that seems high. Well it was twenty bucks. Yeah, like. Oh twenty bucks, yeah. Yeah, I can see that then. I got them all piecemeal, um from things like uh I got quite a lot of them at um like car boot sale type of things or um yard sales, which people would kind of periodically have when they moved away. Uh and uh, so that was great, but they were all totally out of sequence. But I was allowed to read the Babysitter's Club books and my folks were not strict at all. Um, but the other thing that was generally available was Sweet Valley High um, and the kind of whole Sweet Valley thing. And they were just like, no, it's trash. Um, so, yes, I had to rely on <laughs> I was it. afraid of Sweet Valley. I never read any Sweet Valley until I was in college because when I was the actual age for them, they just seemed like really edgy and dark and scary <laughs> because I was very delicate. The Sweet Valley books, even the ones when they were like in middle school or 12 or whatever, Sweet Valley Twins, not Sweet Valley High. I never read Sweet Valley High. Um, like even those were like, they were alarming. I, I hated Jessica so much because she was a teenager who was into boys and I was just like, that was so alien to me. She seemed like, I, I was just very put off by her existence. <laughs> yeah but I think she's basically a sociopath anyway so yeah that seemed pretty clear to me actually because yes I, I mean I'd forgotten this but at least two of the babysitters clubs are uh, club members are into boys yeah and Stacey it's and explicitly spelled Claudia. out but Jessica is kind of horrible no she's terrifying it's true I think I got into the books because I don't really know why but my mom like took me into Easton's and said like I think you're old enough to start reading Babysitter's Club. That's amazing. Um, I think possibly because I was reading too much like... Proust. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, no, I think my mom felt I was reading too many books where all the characters were animals. So she decided like this was some suitably mature reading for me. It was an intervention of sorts. Right. An intervention. <laughs> yes. That's, that's fairly reasonable. I mean... This is probably one of the most mainstream things I was into as a kid, like... Yeah, same. Like, and it was definitely, like, everything else, all, most of the other books I was super into were either Roald Dahl or, like, 50 to 150 years old. There's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 but, you know, so these were things, so I was, like, learning, I learned so much about how America works from these books. This is one of the things when I reread it for this, that I was just like, oh yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of middle school. Oh yeah, that's the first time I ever heard of pepperoni. We weren't in yeah. the household. <laughs> was Christy eating cold, gloppy pepperoni? That phrase really oh, yeah. stuck with me. After her mom struggles to find a babysitter. There was just so much in it that like, oh, even the fact that they didn't have to wear uniforms to school, I was very vaguely aware of it from TV, but this really kind of hammered at home. It was just, felt very unfair. I was really surprised to find out that all 13 year olds, like, brand businesses and, <laughs> and that was apparently a thing you did when you were 13 see when I started reading them I was quite young and I think I actually was um I encountered Anna Martin first in primary school so we hadn't left Australia yet and a teacher handed me one of the babysitter's little sister books I was like oh you'll like this because she has the same name as you uh, oh, by the way, hi, I'm Karen. Uh, <laughs> oh, the other yeah. two are Esther and Aoife. We could introduce ourselves. <laughs> well, <laughs> why start now? That's hi. Esther. <laughs> hi, I'm Esther. Hi, I'm Aoife. No, I'm, I'm still here. No one's wandered off. Um, yeah, we're bad at Good this. Good luck to you telling the difference between our voices. If you can't tell the difference between our voices, it's fine. We look very similar too. I mean, we're all brunettes <laughs> with glasses. We look like we would have a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. I think only one of us actually has a job in academia, but we all look like we ought to. You know, <laughs> you've got now got an accurate picture of us. Anyways, I was... Um... Yeah, so I, I started reading the Babysitter's Little Sister books early on, which were like, fine, but actually Karen is kind of obnoxious. Um, and even having the same name as me didn't really make up for that. So I, I took to the Babysitter's Club then. Um, uh, like, But, but at, at this point, I'm still about kind of six or seven, I think. Um, so a lot of the things that 
they did I just sort of assumed were normal for 13 year olds um, and now going back and reading them again like so the other night I was like oh my god this whole town runs on like underage labor I know it's shocking <laughs> what is going on here like everybody's children are being minded by other children for money I, I didn't babysit till I was 16 mm. but you know at the time I was 10 or 11 and I even a one year age gap to me I, I couldn't get my head around people being older than me their their experiences seemed to be distant and obscure and inscrutable and so I was like well yeah 12 I mean that makes sense um they wear plastic shoes and accessories whatever those are no I was kind of I was like ugh Claudia ugh Stacey they're teenagers which is basically adults like teenagers are basically grown-ups well they were worse than grown-ups teenagers were scary grown-ups were just grown-ups it was fine um but the other two were uh, Chris Chrissy and Marianne were kids so I was okay with them um but I think the thing with the business I was just like oh that's see I tried to like I'm not an organized person and I never was a definitely not as an 11 year old so I was just like man that just wouldn't happen I don't know any kids who could do that I don't know any kids who could actually organize something three nights a week and not if their parents turn around and go you can't go out tonight you have to do something yeah that's such a big time commitment like three evenings a week is insane (laughs) it might be a bit less when you're 11 but yeah and and up till 10 o'clock at night is kind of late like, is that just me? Or, I mean... I... Isn't it only Stacy who's allowed to stay at till 10? It's only Stacy who's allowed to stay at till 10. I think I remember one of the others reminiscing about it. Or about being late in someone's home. But maybe it was... Maybe they could stay out till 9 or something. <laughs> but I think the thing about that really threw me with that is they have all these afternoon babysitting jobs. And it's like, who does that? Nobody does that. Like, nobody I knew got minded in the afternoon. If their parents had to go to the shops in the afternoon, they came with That's them. a good point. Where are all these parents going in the daytime? Like, it, it tells you in the book sometimes, it's like, you know, oh, Mrs. Johansson had errands to run or whatever. And you're like, just bring your kid. I think Come on. some of them work. Like, I, I think Christy's covering for her mother, who is a, a single parent of four, which I'm looking at now going, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so she's she's part of her mother's, what I have to refer to as a childcare solution. And I'm paying the equivalent of my mortgage <laughs> to a professional company to do it for me. Well, what like, you need to do is get some child labor. If only. No, yeah. So I have a really nice neighbor who is 11 um, and is absolutely desperate to mind my two kids. And we're like, oh, that's so cute. You're a child. <laughs> Come back in five years and we'll talk. <laughs> I think people were more chilled about having kids. Like, I mean, if you think about it, the 80s was a long time ago. And I definitely know where I grew up anyway like older siblings just minded their younger siblings Mm, yeah like my brother and I used to be thrown out of the house basically be like go out and play and we'd wander we knew the area we were allowed in but I was seven and he was three or he was two and I was six and we'd just wander the estate like we'd just be out for hours and hours and hours there wouldn't be anyone supervising us and all the other kids in the estate would also be out there wouldn't be an adult supervising and that was normal. And when we, we moved to where, because uh, I lived in a housing estate then, we moved when I was seven. And I think in the in the new place we lived, it was more kind of rural. My brother was the youngest kid that got to live like that. Anyone younger than him was had the more modern constant supervision that you get. Yeah, I, I had the modern constant supervision thing. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I absolutely did. <laughs> I actually think I did a lot more of that roaming but I lived in a gated estate at that kind of age where um so you could probably have still got mown down by a car if you were unlucky but there was it was a fairly you you couldn't leave without somebody noticing um so that was that was okay and yeah we did roam around a fair bit which was great I'm also a bit shocked that about these girls like just going over to these strangers houses oh god without their mothers like checking up on who these people are that are hiring them like what the hell yeah um like and christy even refers to that whole thing where she gets hired by this new family and it turns out to be a dog sitting job yes and it's and christy thinks they might be serial killers yes and like i i I skipped past that clearly as a child and (laughs) rereading it was like oh my god (laughs) christy you're right this is the gift of fear get out get out Yeah, I guess my parents were pretty lack, pretty pretty chilled about these kind of things, but 
no, no way would I have been able to go babysitting strangers they'd never heard of. They would at least have phoned everyone in the area to find out everything they could about them before they let me over to the house. Exactly. Like, I wouldn't hire a teenager for to mind my children in my home without, like, going around and at least introducing myself to the parents because I'd be afraid a team of guards would show up at the door. Like, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. It's incredibly sketchy, the entire, like, business model. What I thought while I was reading it, you're right when you say, like, um, this seems incredibly organized, even for a teenager who, it's been established, is the bossy one, TM. Um, But I was reading it and I decided that what Anna Martin is doing um, is writing a helpful how-to guide for enterprising 1980s teenagers that might want to set up their own business in this you know difficult economy <laughs> that we have <laughs> going on now because it was it just seemed like it was full of instructions um for things like okay well like you gotta have advertising we didn't want to run too many newspaper ads because it turned out those were very expensive you know so like you have to assign your budget appropriately <laughs> <laughs> and the budget has to be managed by the person who's good at maths yeah <laughs> I kind of like that about it, actually, in the same way that I like the Little House in the Prairie books, where it just describes the typical week and the chores they do every day. You know, that was kind of soothing. And I think I've, I like that about it. It was like, OK, here's a nice little step by step. This is just how we set up the club. Wonderful. This is how you do this. With Little House in the Prairie, it was kind of like a post-apocalyptic survival guide. Like, if shit goes down, at least I'm going to know how to make butter. That's why I've always kept Little House in the big woods. It's so that I'll know how to do those things in that circumstances. That thought has always been in the back of my mind. Exactly. Like, making cheese is going to make you, like, top of the food chain. Yeah, you need to kill a calf first to get the rennet. I I mostly remember the maple syrup tapping one, which is probably going to be of limited utility. Possibly, (laughs) because you also need snow. It's very specific. And maple trees. And... To, to be in North America, basically. And some yeah. burly men and a gigantic cauldron. <laughs> and pouring the pouring the boiled syrup onto the snow to make candy. Oh. I tried that in yeah. the freezer, but it doesn't work. <laughs> it's not That's cold disappointing. Enough. At least this small business guide for teens is a bit more actionable. <laughs> so I guess we should like summarize the plot of this. Is anyone who doesn't know the plot of this going to listen to this? I mean, four teenagers decide to set up a business where they babysit. Also, important business tip, make sure you're not being hired to babysit puppies instead of babies. Yes. Because apparently that's a thing that can happen. I think this was a um, this was a learning opportunity <laughs> for the. It was kind of emphasized that this was this was one of the things that they they discovered along the way in the course of you know hands on business management practices. Yeah. Also, the woman who hired them for the dog sitting job and then left knew <laughs> fine well <laughs> that she was not hiring a dog sitter. <laughs> this was very oh, yeah. fraudulent. <laughs> Nobody who actually babysits for dogs will babysit for my dogs. So I'm reaching out to the local teenagers and. <laughs> Skipping town. They haven't heard about my dogs yet. <laughs> and the dogs were pretty horrendous as far as I recall. Yeah. Yeah. You need to keep the dogs from running away, but also we don't have a backyard fence. <laughs> the dogs are gigantic. So good luck. Bye. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like this is not the fault of the 12 year old who you conned into minding your dogs. <laughs> yes. And who was getting paid. I think it was like $3 an hour or something. Which oh God. I, 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 apparently that's enough to buy a quarter of a pizza in those days, but Yeah. I don't know. I, I Do they actually give dollar amounts for the, the things? I, I remember kind of looking out for, for them when I did my reroute, but not spotting many dollar amounts. I think because... further down the line, they talk about actual money. Um, I don't think they did in this one. That's fair. They just say that when they try to have a pizza party, it's going to cost $12. Maybe they were going to get multiple pizzas. Although, actually, to be fair, like if a pizza place has a deal on... You can get a reasonable amount of pizza for like 12 euros. So. Well, yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking they must have been planning to get quite a lot of pizza because it, you'd, you'd expect that uh, inflation has, has occurred in terms of pizza. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of Googling American pizza prices <laughs> in the 1980s, but I really want to. A Connecticut <laughs> pizza prices in the 80s, but I really want to. Oh, this, these books were also the first time I'd ever heard of Connecticut. Yes. And I had no idea it was pronounced like that. Yes, me too. I thought it was Connecticut. I was very smug because I knew how to pronounce it, but then when I saw it written down in the books, I was like, oh my god, they made a mistake! I'm smarter than them! (laughs) And my dad was like, no, it's a silent C. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) These books remain the only reason that, like, I know anything about Connecticut. Yes. It's not very exciting. Uh, Yeah, so I I have, like, 
I have a thing of um, very sketchy notes on my phone here, which I'm I'm looking at that are all. If I can remember what they mean, I'm doing well. It's things like classroom full of bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounded horrifying. That's my literal nightmare. <laughs> Yes, I was thinking, like, I was reading it going, oh, Esther's not going to be happy about this. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so at one point they casually mentioned that um, Janine is taking classes at Stony Brook University. And I was like, hang on, not every small town in New England has a university. So is Stony Brook actually like a, a, a carefully disguised version of one of those towns in the States that only has a university and then a tiny little fringe of houses and businesses and stuff? I think it might be like the the way the state universities have campuses all over the country oh. in crappy little towns. Okay, there are there is a thing where certain like the state universities have not the private ones, but the state ones have like satellite. Just yeah, basically satellite campuses in in crappy little towns that basically okay. fulfill the purpose that like IT Athlone etc. <laughs> does here. So actually, then doing class at Stony Brook University might not be that impressive. Well, she's still 16. Well, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Can we actually get into Janine and how she's like tragically underappreciated by everyone? She is <laughs> absolutely maligned by Claudia, that little and bit. And she keeps referencing like trying to run past Janine's door without looking at Janine in case she talks to them. Like, what a bitch. In fairness, it's like, that's how I remember it. But going back, I was like, no, Janine is, is, Janine would be awful to talk to. She literally just corrects them the whole time. She's clearly just trying, though, and is inept. Like, she doesn't know how obnoxious she is. I feel like she's, she kind of more doesn't care. <laughs> no, I, I, speaking as an utter Janine, okay? <laughs> like, I, even when I was 11 and reading that, I was like, well, they're being mean to the one who's like me. <laughs> I also care too much about other people's grammar. You Same. Know? Do you interrupt them, though, in the middle of a... I mean, I want to. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, okay? I don't... I've, I've learned, okay? I did a degree in linguistics. I, I'm not a prescriptivist. But, you know, I, I was... All I had going for me was being right a lot and knowing more than other people, okay? I get where Janine is coming from. She's really pedantic and annoying, and I'm not saying she's not, but... Okay. She's excruciatingly relatable. <laughs> excruciatingly relatable, and the, the the guys are really mean to her. They really are. But I think it's also that she's older, so when you're, like, 12, you don't have any concept that kids who are older have feeling. They're more powerful than you, so it's, you're, you're punching <laughs> up, you know? But yeah, she, she's, she's clearly trying to join in the chats with them, and just has no conversational skills whatsoever. Oh, I found some of my notes here. The first one I had, the first page was schools have aircon. <laughs> I was like from Ireland, and it's like our school has some radiators that sort of work in winter. <laughs> like, I'm not sure why a school would be air conditioned. <laughs> yeah, let the kids suffer. I, like, I, that kind of was the principle here. Yeah, to be honest. <laughs> but also, like, you wouldn't air condition a school because, like, you're only in primary school for like one month of summer. Yes. Uh, well, and summer here isn't hot. And summer's not... Yeah, exactly. Like, we don't have weather. It's fine. I think even as small kids, we knew the weather was potentially different in another country. Yeah. Um, but uh, the classroom full of bees thing, though, <laughs> was like... I, I was like, have they not seen My Girl? And then I thought, oh, it's probably... This is probably before My Girl. Like, even so, there's got to be some kind of a hazard. Like, I'm pretty pro bee, <laughs> but I don't want to be in a room full of them when I'm also trying to learn. <laughs> My Girl comes out and all the schools get air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can close the windows or at least I move the bees I don't know I don't know it's like yeah the teacher that they made fans out of construction paper <laughs> to fan the bees away kept the bees away I mean the other thing with this that I have on the second page is like why did the school bell go at 2.42 what the fuck kind of time is that for anything to happen round numbers guys <laughs> yeah like what? I mean, I guess maybe the bell isn't on a timer. It was meant to go at 2.40. But 2.40 is a weird time. Like, what's happened? What's wrong with 2.30 or 3 o'clock? No, I think that's, I think Esther's right. It was meant to go at, like, earlier and somebody got it wrong and Christy's sitting there staring at the clock going, come on, <laughs> come on. I think it's, okay, so the, 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 the bell goes at 2.40, but the school, the clock in the classroom is two minutes faster. Yeah. That makes way more sense, because I don't know, I just never really thought of that. I was just like, 2.42? Why would the bell go at 2.42? No, an end time of 2.42 would be insane. <laughs> and I, I don't want to believe in that universe. 
yes. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't think it exists. Either. Okay, I'm trying to I'm trying to interpret my notes here. Um, yeah, so I I was pretty alarmed by the fact that David Michael is sent home by himself I at know. the age of six. Um, like, oh man, I used to get the bus to school for when I was five, guys. I was in senior infants. You're old. I am old. She's two years older um, than us, Karen. She is so old, Esther. I have to assume this is a really small town in, uh, sorry, Stony Brook, not like Lusk. <laughs> oh, that is a small town. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was also a very, very, very small town, um, even smaller than Lusk, in fact. <laughs> the fact that they're all able to get home from school and then go out again and do babysitting and then get home again, all like clearly they're walking about like 10 feet between different houses in order to do this. Um, yeah. Which also explains some of why I was sort of, I guess I was vaguely surprised becoming a teenager when a whole ton of babysitting jobs didn't just materialize. Because <laughs> we didn't start a business. <laughs> yes, that's true. But they already were, they were dealing with um, a massive like demand for babysitting already. They just streamlined things by creating the business. That's true. Well, my parents had no friends. So that's why I didn't have babysitting jobs. <laughs> what I did was I got on my bike when I was 16. I decided I really didn't want to get a proper summer job ever. Um, and <laughs> I, I didn't want to get up in the mornings. So what I did was I got on my bike, I printed out a load of flyers. <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that I got that idea from having read the Babysitter's Club several years before. And I was 16 and I got on my bike and I, I drove where I was at in the country. I, I cycled all around the back lanes and I put these flyers in every single house. And I got a couple of really good babysitting jobs out of that. That's great. And I wasn't uh, a teenage and underage drinker and I didn't smoke and I didn't have enough friends to go partying. So I had plenty of money from babysitting a couple of times a week. I didn't ever need to get a summer job. My sister got all the babysitting jobs. Um, and I think there was a, probably a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, even at the time, I was kind of like, yeah, no, Steffi's going to she'll just do a better job on this than me. <laughs> And now she's a nurse. And now she's a nurse, yes. And I work in a relatively less people-focused job, so yay. <laughs> I was like kids. I was that child. I was like the four-year-old who was like minding the two-year-olds, you know? That was not me. <laughs> this is why you weren't a babysitter. You're just not, 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 not made for it. No, I don't think so. I quite like my own kids, but I think... I think evolution designs you to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that's. I was gonna say that. That's that's what happens. I think. Yeah. <laughs> My daughter recently told me um, that she loves going to parties where there are younger kids because she loves being responsible. And then she was like, "I mean, not responsible for the things they do. I mean, responsible for telling them what to do." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it me. You're me." <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I find your kid quite relatable. <laughs> yes. She's got a, a career in politics ahead of her. <laughs> yes. And it's terrifying. Right. I was looking at this list and um, I think I was very tired reading this book. I have older brother called Charlie. Are the Thomases actually the Weasleys? Um, <laughs> if you really wanted the Weasleys, that's going to be when Mallory comes in. The Pikes that's true. The, the Pikes Weasleys. are the Weasleys. I honestly have to say, like to this day, I can name all of the Pikes and I know what I, like what, how old they are in relation to each other. Yes, how old they perpetually are, no matter how many times you have. Did you notice that the, for the first, like, at first, they're due, like, a year and everyone ages. And then after however many books that was, it then just stays static forever. Everyone's 13 yes. forever. 13 forever. And there's multiple Christmases. There's multiple, ha there's multiple Halloweens. There's multiple, yeah. I was very accepting of that as a kid. I was just like, yeah, I don't want to read these people being older. Yeah, I mean, if they're 14, then they're basically adults and it'll be about them getting mortgages and shit. This will be completely unrelatable to me and I won't even be able to enjoy the book. Exactly. Yeah. When I was four and in baby infants, I once, like, I had no social skills as a child. Anyway, I turned to a girl in my class and said, what age are you? And she said five. And I was immediately like, oh, cry, how do I even talk to her? <laughs> <laughs> so I really did have this weird mental block of like, if you're older than me, that's like a brick wall. I cannot relate to you at all. You're five. You've seen too much. Yeah. I mean, she's got all that life experience. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was probably four years and ten months, but you know. Half of my notes are just outfits that I've highlighted. That's oh brilliant, God, though. I, I'm just flicking through it. One of the things that I just flicked through was, like, David Michael. And I remember just being like, sometimes the names were almost normal, but not quite. Like, David Michael is one of the ones where it's like, why would you? Why are there two names there? You, you, you're meant to have one name. Is it David or Michael? Pick one. Um, and the other ones I remember was, um, like, the the Pike triplets. And one of them was named Byron. And I remember just being like, is that meant to be Brian? 
Yes. <laughs> now I know about actual Byron. I'm like, why would you name your child even a triplet after that trash heap of a person? <laughs> Triplets aren't I'm... burner kids. <laughs> no, but I mean, once you've three of them. Listen, we were we were already out of names by the time our second son came along. Okay, <laughs> the Pikes have had multiple children at this point. They had to come up with three boys' names at once. The last one's gonna get a placeholder. Byron, Adam, Jordan, Nikki, Nikki, Margot, Claire, Margot, and Claire. Yeah. <laughs> Claire is four and says "silly Billy Goo Goo," and Margot throws up all the time. Oh God, she just had forgotten that. Ooh, it is relatable. <laughs> The, the her her one personality trait hadn't yet been um, established by the time this book starts. No, it's true. well the Pikes weren't in these books. Uh, they are. Oh, they actually. are because there's a million kids and that's the thing. It's like there's always two babysitters of the Pikes because there's so many of them. Uh, one of the one of the babysitters is minding Margot and Claire and has to bring them over to the Newton. Yes, that's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Marianne brings them over. Oh man, I just have a note here. On, because I just did on, on on the Kindle app, and it's like our colleague Louie, and I'm like, I've got a note on Louie. What's that? I tap it. R.I.P. What? Doesn't Louie die in another book? And it's a big thing, and Christie's really sad. God, I don't remember that. I think I blocked that one out. Well, I've got some bad news for you about Claudia's grandmother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I remember maybe, and I was like, oh, she's in this book, and she's so understanding, and she's the only one who understands Claudia. Never mind. <laughs> Don't get too attached. You know what happened. Legit. So, yes, I mean, the the outfits, we do have to talk about the outfits. We do. I'm going to be honest, like, the outfits were one of those things that I just judged Claudia for. Because <laughs> it was, like, not in a way that, like, I thought these outfits were distasteful, but in a, in a way more like kind of the way Chrissy was like, why do you care about this? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess I just thought that's what teenagers care about. Yeah, and again, it was to me, it was this very alien thing. Um, same way liking boys was this weird alien thing. It's like, I, I don't get that, but okay. I am going to keep judging Claudia for wearing magenta stuff on her cheeks. Yes, I'm looking at that right That's now. That's not... It was the 80s, guys. I Even so, it's very yeah. weird. Um, there was blue stuff on her eyelids, gold stuff above her eyes, and magenta stuff on her cheeks. Like, I can get behind it up to the magenta stuff. And Do then... you think maybe that's just, like, Christy, who doesn't even know what makeup is called, going, oh my god, she's wearing loads of makeup. Christy thinks, uh, she says, I couldn't stop myself in time. You got made up for the circus. I think it's pretty garish, <laughs> even though Christy is not a makeup person, yeah, as is extensively. Well, like, I mean, she was 12, and there weren't YouTube tutorials then. <laughs> that's true. She was just, like, had some crappy magazine and like <laughs> dollar store makeup and this is what she she had to go with we didn't like have youtube tutorials either and i don't think i ever was brave enough to put magenta on my that's because we were all nerds i wore loads of makeup out of crappy magazines by the way <laughs> okay you were loads of, you were less nerdy than us then i definitely tried to wear metallic cream eyeshadow but it just kind of congealed into a lump over each eye so i gave up <laughs> I think the um, the question is that we need to talk about at some point is like who do we all sort of identify with because I feel like we're all indexing fairly hard on Christy right now <laughs> yeah like I used to think I was the Mallory because like I had glasses and when I was a kid I wanted to be a children's book author but I'm now realising by browbeating the two of you into making a podcast with me I have <laughs> become the Christie. <laughs> Esther's big idea. Yeah, I had a big idea and here we all fucking are. Uh, I think it was, yeah, Christy and Marianne, I, I identified with both them. I identified with, like, Marianne's kind of relative childishness. I was always, hey look, I'm still friends with people two years younger than me rather than my age. <laughs> but I was always, a lot of my friends that I was closer to were two years younger than me, I was babyish for my age. Um, and I think that always kind of spoke to me in terms of Marianne. Um, Christy, like, I mean, I wasn't organised or good at sports, but, you know, I liked her. Um, I didn't care about girly stuff. I don't think we ever actually see Christy play sports, do we? She coaches a softball team and I think she oh. plays hockey. I think it's mentioned that she plays hockey in some of the books. I have this very distinct notion that Christy plays hockey. God, maybe that was a fanfic. But yeah, you don't see a lot of her actually sporting yeah i mean i kind of re went back and rediscovered that baby disc club at some stage in my 20s because i stumbled across a load of fanfic 
and it was just basically which of them does Christy get with when she grows up that was the fan that was like what all of the stories were like because it was like obviously she's gay I was I I did pick up on this reread um with uh of Christy's kind of establishing a lot about how little she's interested in boys but she also says at one point well i filed this information away to to think about later in case one day i started being interested in boys yeah i suppose you could you could certainly read that as i sort of expected to become interested in boys and then i didn't yeah (laughs) i mean to be honest in this one she read as ace to me more than anything else but like she's also 12 yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that was it as a as a kind of yeah, young for my age, 11, 12 year old, that, that spoke to it me. tracked, yeah. Big time. Because, like, I try to think, I don't think I ever actually fancied anyone until I was solidly 12. And even then, it kind of dawned on me after several weeks that, oh, this is fancying someone. <laughs> what did you think it was before then? I don't like this. His eyes were <laughs> piercing blue, okay? They were ice blue. I've never seen eyes that colour before. Ooh. <laughs> I know, right? They were, though. I actually couldn't fucking stand them. Um, but, you know, but but I was really fascinated by his eyes. Actually, maybe I didn't even fancy him. That just sounds like aesthetics. Um, <laughs> you just thought he was weird looking. But yeah. <laughs> Is this love? Yeah, I was just very kind of cynical about the whole notion of... It always seemed to make people into idiots in television and books when they fancied someone. Um, and I didn't want to be an idiot... Um, so I didn't want to fancy anyone either. She has a very um, realistic warts and all description of what her male contemporaries are like. Yes. Um, and I was reading it yes. going, yeah, no, I'm with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. That's boys. That's what they're like. I don't remember 12 year old boys in my school being that gross. Like the, the, the actual kind of lunch table shenanigans. I think I would have been like, no, yeah. it doesn't sound appealing. Definitely these books gave me like an unrealistic idea of how often boys would take you out on a formal date <laughs> yes. i.e. ever <laughs> like sam is taking some girl out for burgers or something and like that's not yeah. a thing that happens maybe it is in america i don't know it certainly wasn't in ireland it was more like you meet my friend which one is he blah <laughs> i don't know which one that is so no oh you're frigid yeah i'm frigid whatever do you feel like we're gonna have to have like um you know interpretive notes on this <laughs> possibly okay i would like to just say what the hell are jazz shoes oh yeah what are jazz shoes yeah i don't know i should google that i will google that right now also the bracelet that looks like it's made of a phone cord is i think the most 80s thing in this whole book <laughs> all i can see are like dance shoes so i have maybe no she idea. was wearing dance shoes maybe. i think she's wearing if i go jazz shoes 1980s fashion. i think she's wearing ballet shoes like like full-blown point slippers at one point <laughs> In a later that book. can't be good for your feet. And, or no, it might be Stacy. Yeah. So I remember thinking at the time, that's not a that's you don't walk around in those. No. <laughs> you wreck them and your feet. So it was a it was a thing. Capazio was the brand. They were jazz shoes. Oh, that sounds And they were actually, like yeah. they looked just like leather shoes, like in that style. I don't like with the kind of pointy toes and. Anyway, yeah, if you could Google jazz shoes 1980s, it gives you a bit of a better idea what they are. They're just they're just <laughs> fucking shoes, man. I don't know. I'm a bit of a Christy about this, okay? I have questions about a belt made of feathers and how that would function. I could see Claudia making one, and that makes sense to me, but buying one in a shop, it sounds like it would fall apart, like, instantly. It sounds like something off Five Minute Crafts. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, mostly hot glue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of assumed that it was actually just a belt with feathers on. But that's on. not what it says. It says made of feathers. <laughs> yeah, that's some bullshit right there. Knee socks with palm trees on them. Knee socks with palm trees? That's pretty good. Sound like something you would get an ad for on Facebook? Yes. I was going to say, you could probably buy them on happysocks.com. Yeah, I'd be quite keen on those. Stacy is wearing one outfit that sounds like extremely current, actually. I think it's like, um, there's a flamingo top. Pink sweatshirt with sequins and a large purple parrot on the front. Yes. Short, tight-fitting jeans with zippers up the outsides of the legs and pink plastic shoes. Oh, the pink plastic shoes. I, I was like, those are those um, jellies. Jelly yeah. saddle things. I'm guessing, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, this was being written by someone who was like our age-ish trying <laughs> to like write about what cool teenagers would wear. God, can you imagine how badly we would fuck up at that? Oh my God, what? <laughs> What do teenagers even wear these days? Yeah, I would I would be awful at yeah. that right now. So I have a great idea, announced Christy. Let's make a club to film TikTok videos. <laughs> oh boy. 
Oh no, it would be awful. Mom, I'm I'm doing this role playing game online where I play an 18 year old and I'm having to Google stuff all the time because I'm like, I don't know. What do the kids do? Every time I wonder about what the kids do, I think I should ask my nieces because they're teenagers. And then I remember that my nieces are 23. They don't know anymore. They don't, they don't know they don't know yet, but they don't know. Exactly. Yeah. We're all just old. Well, don't worry. Soon you'll be able to ask your daughter. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So I was looking at this going, I remember there being a lot of divorced parents and I think vaguely going, huh, that must be an American thing. And I guess I was right about that. The Thomas family and their kind of, their all their circumstances and- Oh my God, fuck their dad. I hate their dad so much. I was like, this is yeah. way sadder than I remember. Poor little David Michael is clearly kind of traumatized. Yeah. Like, I, and I guess that was there. That was meant to be there in the book, but it went, it passed me by. And also, like, Andrew Brewer, who starts crying over a sandwich. Yeah. It's, like, the saddest thing. He just cries a lot because he's super upset because his parents are divorced. And they're like, well, we can't do anything about that. I also only just realized that, like, Christy is being a douche to Watson because her dad sucks so much. Yeah. And Watson doesn't. Yeah. And, like, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get it at the time. I was just like, wow, Christy, why are you being so awful? Um, but yeah, now rereading it now at 37, I'm like, oh man, that poor kid. She hates him because he's the good dad she never had. Oh, I'm, I'm glad that the adults are being pretty patient with her. Yeah, Watson is tremendously patient. It's not his fault he's going bald. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> also, Christy's mom doesn't mind. It's fine. Although, I can't believe they got engaged after dating for four months. As, as an adult, that now seems insane. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, maybe they were dating for longer than that and she didn't <gasps> tell the kids. <laughs> That, that makes, makes way sense, more sense. Though. Yeah. Especially if Christy was going to behave like that. <laughs> yeah, she probably had, she already knew. <laughs> I, I read the bit where um, Christy felt bad about it. So she wrote um, an apology letter to her mother. And then she writes an apology letter to Watson as well, like totally off her own bat. And I was like, that was extremely yeah. sweet. Can't imagine my children ever <laughs> being this emotionally mature. They're like, well, they are very small, but you don't you don't actually expect this that must have been quite a nice surprise it would be yes i think that kind of including the whole thomas family thing was it it smacks of a little bit of ah this book is going to be worthy and improving in some way it is addressing issues and oh yeah obviously as as the books went on they were extremely formulaic but, but um in a way that i always liked frankly i, I like things to be the same but um you know <laughs> yes, but yes there were but but there were but there was you got the, the odd book like i mean stacy's diabetes christy's family like you know there was there was there more much like no we must look at issues and i don't think they really needed to do it as much but i can see why it probably helped it get published because it would have been really fluffy without it they they definitely they over indexed on the diabetes thing <laughs> yes. going back and rereading it um because like i actually understand from the perspective of the character why stacy is kind of embarrassed um to tell people because you know she's new and it's maybe kind of big and scary and that's that's fine but the way it's set up in the book it really does sound like she's you know dying or something what is her giant dark secret yeah it's a you know a reasonably common medical condition <laughs> that's easily treatable i to be fair at the time when i read that i was honestly just like oh for fuck's sake why didn't you just say it it's just diabetes. yes what apparently diabetes was enough to get you hounded out of new york city in those days yes, i could not <laughs> understand that can you actually imagine like even thinking about the meanest people who were mean to you when you were 11 can you actually yeah. imagine that any one of them being mean to somebody because they had diabetes there's like a book which has flashbacks later on where stacy is explaining the whole mm. thing and um there is a really embarrassing incident where she's um got untreated diabetes and she wets the bed so i i wonder if that's if she had to go back and put something in like that so that there was a that embarrassing thing to explain. Sense. But frankly, I think even thinking about like the most awful people I knew when I was 11, if that had mm. happened and I had been able to turn around and say, I've had to go to the doctor, I have diabetes, that's why that happened. They would have been the asshole. <laughs> yeah, then I can really see even like the meanest girl in in my class would have been like, oh, I'm sorry we were mean about that. I didn't know you had diabetes. I thought you were just a big baby, but I guess you're not. And I wound up with this notion that 
people were really, really sensitive about diabetes. So starting in, in like our school here and one of our, our friends who was in my class um, had diabetes and was just completely chill about it and would like test his blood sugar levels in class and be like, oh yeah, diabetes thing. Um, and I was like, whoa, you're so brave. <laughs> <laughs> See, when um, he got diagnosed, we were still in primary and I was like 11, I guess. And I was like, oh, it's like Stacy, no big deal. <laughs> But then we were all quite jealous because he got to eat snacks in class to regulate his blood sugar. <laughs> like, I think that was the most friction there was. Like, everyone was jealous because he bust out a big bag of crisps in the middle of class. Yeah. Look at him there with his malfunctioning pancreas, <laughs> thinking he's so great. Yeah, I remember the, yeah, the guy in my class had diabetes in secondary school was just like, look at him with his yop. <laughs> it was always a yop. I don't know why he was just a diops. But yeah. What a baller. I know, right? Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I think even at 11, it felt a bit weird and uh, strained, I think, the whole, I was chased down to New York because I was diabetic. I do think that the, the I wet the bed and asleep over flashback, I mean, I think if that had been included in the first book, it would have made, made a lot more sense. Yeah. No, I, I think that was a retcon. <laughs> Definitely. Badly needed, I think, because that was a, yeah. that was a stretch. Yeah. Like the elaborate palace of lies that she's built by the end like <laughs> <laughs> incompetently it's, it's built. really unwarranted it was weird because like they did the, the whole drama with the thomases and then they're gonna become this blend of family and christy's problem with watson and that was so well hmm. done like you said even that you didn't notice at the time why david michael and andrew and even karen like a lot of the kids are not the older brothers because obviously when you're 12 your older brothers are unassailable fortresses but you know the kids you can see that they're all having trouble mm. with this yeah like quite openly yeah quite openly but it's done in a very realistic very subtle kind of it's just woven into the narrative kind of way and then Stacey's all diabetes <laughs> and she's like what is that why did you put that in that book actually I had assumed that Stacey having diabetes was a completely different book because it was such a big yeah like the whole climax of the novel hangs off that reveal yeah and I was like I had thought it had a whole book to itself and that like like Christy hating Watson was a book and you know this was a... I mean even Christy lampshades that it's kind of underwhelming she's like oh is that all <laughs> I thought you were yeah. anorexic <laughs> But they, they do eventually do a very special anorexia book, but this ain't it. As a as a thing that you're just cautiously waiting until you know these new people a bit better to tell them about, that seems fair. But they could have set it up to be a bit more like, oh, I just started telling lies and they snowballed out of control. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I'm not from New York at all. <laughs> 12-year-olds are incompetent. That would have been more believable. Plus her lies were terrible. I literally saw her driving by. Oh, well. And Claudia's fedora. I don't know why, but I love that detail. <laughs> you were seen. Oh, man, I've just come to a Claudia's clothes bit. <laughs> yes. Claudia came to the door. She was wearing a short, very baggy lavender plaid overalls, a white, lace, a white lacy blouse, a black fedora, and red high top sneakers without socks. Red and purple is not a good combo, but okay. I, I like red and purple, but everything except the shoes is deranged there. Baggy lavender plaid overalls. It's dungarees like, but yeah, I can't really envision. And, and with, with a frilly blouse. blouse. Yeah. That is just aggressive. <laughs> oh, that's the scene where she's wearing the blue stuff on her eyelids, gold stuff above her eyes and magenta stuff on her. How do you have blue stuff on your eyelids and gold stuff? Where was the gold stuff? I guess like up above the eye socket like under her eyebrow i guess that makes sense i have a note here going i don't understand this so yeah claudia i gasped your face you look like <laughs> you got made up from the circus christy says some things that she recognizes are problematic um and then other things that like i looked at and went oh that's that's not good there's a line much later on where uh they're they're trying to come up with a logo and she tells them all we're a club we have to agree on things <laughs> And I was like, I think that's a bit of a a bit of a red flag, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, she's bossy. She knows she's bossy. She sometimes spots herself being bossy and sometimes she just doesn't. I suppose as long as they're willing to let her kind of run the show <laughs> to I mean, her heart's to content fair, for most of it. Honestly, you need someone who actually wants to do the organizing. Leadership yes, skills. She gets results. I absolutely <laughs> am in favor of handing over to control to people who actually want to do the work. I mean, I feel vaguely guilty about it sometimes, but yeah. Oh man, Claudia's junk food stash. 
stashing and her Nancy Drew books. I also like to assume that, like, obviously on this reread, I didn't think this one I was 11, the Nancy Drew books are like the XP for the Babysitter's Club books. So they're in there. The parents disapprove of them because they're serialized trash books, right? But obviously they're cool and it's good that they're reading them. And frankly, I am horrified that Claudia's parents aren't just delighted she's reading something. Yeah, my dad specifically urged me to read Nancy Drew because he used to read Nancy Drew when he was a kid. I'd never heard of them until I read these. They're not very good. No, they're they're disappointing, all right. But it would make sense if, if what you're saying is Anna Martin is kind of reaching back to her own childhood uh-huh. for some of this. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Because, yeah, even in the 80s, Nancy Drew is pretty vintage. Yeah, it would be like us writing a book now about 13-year-olds now and having them read Babysitter's Club books. I think, actually, Nancy Drew may have been... Um, written or at least published till really recently like one of those sto- those series that just didn't die I remember buying one and being like oh my god she and Ned have broken up because they've been together for so long but like they've, they've got it was implied they got bored and decided to see other people <laughs> well it has been 40 years <laughs> and we're still not you know there's no ring so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's fair. <laughs> yeah, you have to cut your losses after a certain point. The junk food stash, though, was, I think, the part of this whole thing that I felt most sort of interested in and tried to emulate, but I could never build up a stash. <laughs> and it, it shows, like, quite a, a lot of fortitude in not eating all your stash. Claudia Kishi passes the marshmallow test. Yes, she really does. <laughs> Copiously. I was not, when I was 12 and I had my pocket money and I went down to the shop, this was around the age that I discovered you could buy whole packets of biscuits and there was way more food there than if you just bought chocolate bars. <laughs> I never had anything to stash in my room. I found some really good junk food hiding places, but I never had junk food to hide in them. <laughs> you just ate it. I just ate it. I was 12. I had no concept of enough food and it tasted good. I did have a bottle of Tabasco sauce hidden in my childhood bedroom <laughs> Why? for a long Why? time. Why? I have no answer for that. <laughs> I just did. You rebel. Well, obviously, unlike junk food, it doesn't get eaten. So you did have a stash, even if it was something you were never going to eat. That's true. You're not going to plow through the whole bottle. I mean, the thing that I definitely stashed in my childhood bedroom at about the age of 12 was my mother's copy of Every Woman from the 1970s, so that when my friends visited, we could take it out and giggle about the descriptions of That'd sex. That'd be really interesting to read now. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I remember it being pretty, like, progressive and, and stuff. You know, it was... I'd be curious to know how it holds yes. up. I really should find it and reread it. I really should. <laughs> All right, well, when I'm allowed to go more than two kilometers from my house, I will, uh, I, will atta- I, will go, I will I will, I will borrow that next time I'm in Dublin and see. Well, there is absolutely no sex in the Babysitter's Club. And I was sort of wondering if they would ever get any further than sometimes... You like a boy, and he's he shows that he also likes you by being incredibly horrible to you, and then you have a confrontation about it, and then you both go to the dance dressed as lobsters. <laughs> Was there even any kissing? I'm trying to remember. I think there's minor kissing. I think there might be kissing on the cheek and that kind of thing. I, I, there was no tongue. No, I don't think there's any tongue. There's a... Uh, Marianne has a long-term boyfriend. It felt like the remit was, we're going to deal with everything... Except that. I think <laughs> yes. so. It's interesting being like coming from this part of the world um, and getting your media from everywhere else. It's very confusing. So like we're all remembering reading these American books through a filter of having grown up in like mostly Ireland and being like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. Just all the just every every part of it is like translation. Maybe, it must be quite a different experience to grow up in a country that produces so much stuff. A lot of its own media, yeah. So I, I'm still, I'm still not over the fact that. Um, so yeah, the I don't know if you if you heard about this, Eva. The uh, friend of ours who um, has written a uh, couple of successful uh, young adult fiction books was asked by her first publisher for the American edition to make some changes, and she was like, "Okay, I don't mind changing things like torch to flashlight. That's fine, but they didn't want her to use euros." Um, even though the book is set in a small town in the west of Ireland, she was like, they were they really insisted on changing things to dollars. That's not the currency that they use in Mayo, and it's clearly Ireland. Yeah, and, but I was like, why are you why are you they... pandering to the kids this way? They they read Teen Vogue. 
You know, they know that currencies are different in other countries. These, like, these, why? Also, those books, they're not for six-year-olds. Like, they're for no. their young, their teens. They're aimed at teens. Teenagers are aware that there are other currencies, guys. And if they're not, they ought to be. And they can Google it. She did find the most amazing solution, which is that she never references the currency at all. It's always like, <laughs> I gave him some money. Or yeah. there were some coins on the table. She just doesn't refer to any currency. That works. Also keeps the book less uh, set in a time because inflation really shows. Um, actually, yes. speaking yeah. of that, one thing I remember really, really well, and I have not yet, I don't know which of the Babysitter's Club books it was, but I remember reading one of them and someone described they were doing that gesture that you do to indicate something is really small with your finger and your thumb close together you know um i can't remember what it was about and one of them and they did that and the description of the book was about three centimeters apart and me going why didn't you just leave the word inch in there for the european market for heaven's sake i was about 12 <laughs> at the time and i was like that did not say three centimeters when it was written and i know it like <laughs> there's no way that said three. we know what an inch is oh god yeah i remember i had the it was the european edition of what to expect when you're expecting and every time they referenced ounce in the original text, they've changed it to 37.5 grams. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just not how people talk. <laughs> They're like, at this stage, your fetus can put on as much as 37.5 grams a week. So not 0.5 of a gram more. <laughs> that's hilarious. God. Yeah, it, it helped nobody. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what the purpose of that was. All right, do we have any uh, any takeaway um, points, I guess? from? I do have one note that I want to bring up. Oh, yes? That I don't have any good way to segue yeah. into. <laughs> but when Karen is talking about how um, dolls are really alive and they can do all the things that people can do, uh -huh. I love that her examples of the things that people do is get a suntan and draw and break dance. Because it's 1986, <laughs> baby. Oh my god, it's so true. That's Those aren't things that people do anymore except for drawing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I actually just found a note to myself. It's when they're designing the logo and Claudia said, wait a minute, I've got to like, draw something like this. She took the pen and paper for me and drew this and it's got the logo with the blocks and the babysitter's club. And I have that annotated and what I wrote was like she would have used the hyphen correctly. <laughs> Anyway, I was just being mean about Claudia. I mean, I do share Janine's distress at the whole apostrophe situation. It's fair, it's fair. But I mean, that is actually the thing. I think if these were written today, Claudia would actually have dyslexia or something, as opposed to... Yes, it would be a teaching moment and she'd just yeah, be dyslexic. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's made such a thing of, it's like, oh, she could very easily do really well in school. She just doesn't apply herself. And it's like, that's... Like, but I, I, yeah, I think that there will be more teaching moments. And I think, I think they are like reissuing them, sort of gently updated. Hmm. Yeah, we should like read them for a comparison sometime. Yeah, they probably won't be as cheap as these though. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, honestly, it was better than I were better than I expected it to be uh, on a reread. Oh yeah. Um, it like it's held up pretty well. The Christie voice is really good. Like she's kind of an entertaining narrator and quite believable. Yeah. Um, I love her absolute bafflement. At the fact that Stacy and Sam are attracted yes. to each other. She's like, they just look like people. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's just like... I mean, also, I can really relate to the experience of like, when your friend fancies your brother and uh. it's a real head wrecker. <laughs> like, no, no, he's not for that. <laughs> don't you understand? I'm related to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't have a brother, so I never saw that. But I I definitely saw <laughs> your brother being sort of inappropriately fawned over by <laughs> perved on really? by our friends. Oh my god! <laughs> Who, for the record, are four years younger yeah, than yeah. me? Well, that's like you know, that's your 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 sort of sexy older man thing. I guess I don't know. Look, I only have, I only have one sibling. My brother is four years younger than me, so none of my friends fancy mm. him because. He was four years younger and annoying. I mean, I think if my brother had realised that several of my friends fancied him, he would have run away screaming in horror. I mean, have you told him since? You should probably tell him now. On Facebook, I want to read it. <laughs> hey, just so you know. <laughs> and tag Aoife in yeah, it. Tag just to make sure she sees it. <laughs> just for maximum awkwardness. Yeah. I'll tag all our, all our sisters and nieces and nephews as well. I want to get the oh, whole yeah. family in. <laughs> okay, let's wind this thing Ooh. up. Because... All right. We're a podcast and we have to agree on things. 
but also I want to get more wine. That would make for great audio. We all just agree. agree. I mean, like I said, it, it was better. Than I expected it to be much worse. Um, I read a lot of junk as a kid and this is good junk, you know? This is quality junk. Um, it, 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 it's good. It's fine. I think the later ones are going to make me cry, but this one was like, yeah, it's cheesy. Yeah, it's predictable. I can't wait for the ghost one. It's very soon. It's like number six. That scared the shit out of me. It's. I thought it was number nine. Is it? Well, it's one of those. <laughs> it's, it's less than ten anyway. Which is the ghost one? The ghost at Dawn's house. Oh my gosh, I'd forgotten that. Well, we, we can't talk about that now. <laughs> no, we'll spoil it. It's true. Yeah, we gotta save some content. Yeah, we do. Okay, cool. All right, let's wind this thing up. How do we do that? In conclusion, I think our, my real conclusion that is I'm I'm slightly sad I'm not 11 anymore, but I'm mostly really happy about that. Yes. Yeah, because when you're 11, that means soon you're going to have to be like 14 and that's excruciating. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so thank God those days are behind us. That can be our sign off. Thank God those days are behind us. Thank God those days are behind us. That can be our sign off yeah. every week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a thing now. Thank God those days are behind us. Okay. <laughs> Good All night. Right. And thank God those days are behind us. <laughs>